Merkel Media. You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? You see what I'm lacking to place me? Since I rap in the basement But my come up is legend, is greatness I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal I can never quit now, I will never settle Puppet to the game, I'm pulling strings like Geppetto We in the same game, but I'm on a different level I passed it, gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket No fake round, but you feeling too plastic Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic They say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket Whoa. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be All the haters in heavy rotation You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Cause I'm looking like Wesley, test me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Running Back Nation, what is good? It is your boy DJ's with Running Back Philly. No frauds, no fanboys, no intros. That was not an intro. That was a figment of your imagination. Listen, welcome to Sixers Post Game Live. I am DJ Eastwood, your host. Uh, I think I want to continue to do the post game lives. I just want to say that for those of you that maybe wondered, like, what happened to the post game lives? Why aren't you doing the post game lives anymore? This company called Playback.tv uh, offered me compensation to watch games live in their app. And I was like, yo, I mean, obviously, I'm going to do that. Why would I not do that? You know what I'm saying? So I I thought I would live stream on, on this Playback thing and YouTube at the same time. Um, and then I was posting just shorter videos after the game. But. A lot of you guys were like, what happened to the post-game live? We love the post-game live. Please bring it back. So what we're going to do is we're going to live stream on Playback TV, not on YouTube at all, playback.tv slash running back Philly during the game. And then after the game, we're going to continue to have the post-game live shows right here on running back Philly on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other platform in beautiful mastered audio form. Thank you to Merkel Media. So that's, I think, the formula that we are going to go with. Uh, I, I think that's what we're going to do because I don't want to, I don't want to stop doing the post game lives. I did it all last season. I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, and, and you know, it does pretty good numbers and I think you guys enjoy it. And then, you know, we take the live calls, we do all the stuff that we do. So I think that's going to be my new system for Sixers games. Watch the game on playback.tv slash running back Philly do post game live on YouTube. I think that's what we're going with. All right. Now, listen, before we get into the business, this video is sponsored by future fitness app. All right. I need to tell you about future before we get into the business. If you want to get in shape, if you want to get 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 yourself moving, if you want to get some motivation, you want to continue to have some motivation, you can try Future Fitness app for free for 30 days. Here's how it works. I'm going to keep it a buck with you guys. You sign up on the app, you put in all your stuff. You say you, you, what your what your goals are, 
what your, your male, female weight, all this stuff, level of fitness, all these things. And it lets you choose a real personal trainer from all types of different parts of the world. And then that personal trainer can, keeps in contact with you through this app, through messaging. Uh, they help you with your diet. They help you with your training. They help to keep you on track, all these things. So you get a real personal trainer. It's not automated. It's not some kind of robot. It's, it's a real personal trainer that communicates you with, with you through this app. If you think that's a good idea for you, go to tryfuture.co slash run it back. Try it free for 30 days. That's all you got to do. And I'm going to keep it a buck with you guys. If you sign up for that free trial, your boy gets paid. You help me pay the light bill and, and, and expand the Run It Back Philly brand by signing up for that free trial. So there's that. All right. So the Philadelphia 76ers lose to the Chicago Bulls. 126 to 112. Uh, the Bulls win on the back of a 41 point performance from Zach Levine, which was ridiculous. He had 11 three pointers. This was, this is what, the second time in just three games that a, an opposing player had 11 three pointers in a game against us. So there's that. Uh, the Sixers lose without Joel Embiid. Obviously, we're playing without Joel Embiid. We're, we're missing his offense. We're missing his defense by a mile. But the thing that we're going to look at in this game, for the most part, is probably going to be points in the paint. Um, The Chicago Bulls had 46 points in the paint. Uh. 18 fast break points. But Glenn Rivers starting PJ Tucker at center. I've seen enough of it. I've seen enough of it, man. I can't handle it anymore. How in the world did this guy say to himself, okay, Joel Embiid's out. Here's what we're going to do we're going to play PJ Tucker. At center. That's what we're going to do. The wild part about that is. Is that by the end of the game. Glenn Rivers. Admitted he was wrong. And put Paul Reed in the game. Do you understand. This. The, the level of psychosis that this is. Do you, do you understand. What this coach does. He goes with a decision that he knows probably everybody else in the entire world disagrees with. But he's so damn stubborn that he goes with it anyway. And then once it gets completely exposed and he understands and realizes and has to admit that he's wrong, then he switches it up. Then he puts Paul Reed in the game. So he played P.J. Tucker, started P.J. Tucker at center. That's mind-numbing in itself. He's six foot five. He's 37 years old. You're playing against Nikola Vucevic. You're playing against Andre Drummond as the backup. Like, are you kidding me right now? And then in the fourth quarter, when... 
the game is out of reach. The Bulls are up by 15 points. The Bulls are getting offensive rebound after offensive rebound. Glenn Rivers says, you know what? Go ahead, Paul Reed. Paul, you go ahead and you go ahead and get in the game, Paul. What? What? It's just crazy. First of all, it's completely disrespectful to the young player, Paul Reed. It's disrespectful. Last year, Paul Reed won the backup center minutes. We played an entire playoff series against the young, long, athletic Toronto Raptors. Paul Reed played all of the backup center minutes in that series. And the 76ers, even with Joel Embiid breaking his face and having a dislocated thumb, won the series because they had strong, they had a strong backup center rotation. So we go, the end of last season, we think, okay, Paul Reed won the backup center job. They released Charles Bassey. We're, we're, Paul Reed is clearly the backup center. Clearly. And then what happened? There was one game this season. There was there was one game this season where Paul Reed had a bad game. And Glenn Rivers said, that's it. He's out. We're not playing him anymore. So we're in 2023. We're in January. We're playing without Joel Embiid. And Doc Rivers starts 37-year-old, six foot five, PJ Tucker at center. It's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. I can't say it any more clear. This is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen from an NBA head coach. It does not make sense. How is management and everybody watching this happen? How is Daryl Morey sitting back thinking it's a good idea to start P.J. Tucker at center? How is Joshua Harris? I know he doesn't know anything about basketball, but he knows a little bit about money. How is Joshua Harris sitting back and saying, it's a good idea to play P.J. Tucker at center? I need to know. I need to know. So, in speaking of that, there's a couple of things that we need to look at, okay? We need to look at Nikola Vucevic in the first quarter with P.J. Tucker at center. Nikola Vucevic had nine points, was four for seven from the field, and had seven rebounds. Nikola Vucevic with P.J. Tucker at center had nine points and seven rebounds in the first quarter. Seven rebounds. He finished the game with 19 points and 18 rebounds. Yeah, we're talking about Nikola Vucevic here. He finished the game with 19 points and 18 rebounds. Why? Because every single time the ball came off the rim, it was Nikola Vucevic versus 37-year-old five P.J. Tucker. This doesn't make sense. And then, in the fourth quarter, Glenn Rivers says, okay, fine. I'm going to put Paul Reed in the game. Whatever. Okay? 
Your boy PJ Tucker in the entire basketball game for a team that does not for a team that is very very bad at rebounding. The 76 is one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. Doc Rivers starts PJ Tucker at center. In 20 minutes, PJ Tucker had 3 rebounds. In 20 minutes, P.J. Tucker had three rebounds. One of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. The coach started P.J. Tucker at center. The guy he was going against had 18 rebounds. He had three rebounds in 20 minutes. Paul Reed gets in the game at the end once it's already out of reach, 15 minutes out of reach. In seven minutes, Paul Reed had two rebounds. An offensive rebound and a couple of plays that kept plays alive that may help the Sixers make a couple of runs and almost close the gap in the fourth quarter. The Sixers got completely smoked in the third. They were continuing to get smoked in the fourth, and they started to close the gap and almost came back and almost had some momentum to, to come back and win the game when he put Paul Reed in the game for seven minutes. Paul Reed, seven minutes, two rebounds. P.J. Tucker, 20 minutes, three rebounds. Now, now which, which one makes sense here? Which one makes sense here? I got another one for you guys. Nikola Vucevic had 18 rebounds in the game. Do you know how many rebounds he had in the fourth quarter? Zero. 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 Nikola Vucevic had 18 rebounds in three quarters against P.J. Tucker. Nikola Vucevic, in the fourth quarter, had zero rebounds. Because seven of those minutes were Paul Reed. I don't know how to say that any more clearly. I don't know how to say this any more clearly. If this coach is going to think that you can start six foot five PJ Tucker at center. We are fucked. Okay. We're screwed. We're screwed. Uh some other thoughts about the game. James Harden was 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 terrible in this game. Uh do I even want to look at his numbers, bro? At one point, James Harden was 0 for 7 from the field. At one point, I think he was 1 for 11. Uh, James Harden finished this game four for 17, three for nine from three. He did have 11 assists and seven rebounds. Uh, I, I still think James Harden is playing strong defense, especially in the post. I'm liking his defensive effort, uh, but he absolutely shot the ball horrendously in this game. And people didn't like when I said, James Harden choked last game in the fourth quarter in overtime. And he won the he won that game in overtime with a couple of defensive plays. But he choked. People didn't like that I said that. Because there's James Harden stands. You're not allowed to have any objective criticism whatsoever. James Harden in this game. Another game without Joel Embiid against a not very good team in the Chicago Bulls. You need a player. You need your second star to step up and lead you to victory. James Harden in 33 minutes 
had 17 points on four made field goals. He, he made four shots in 33 minutes. So, bad game from James Harden. Bad game. And really, uh, you know, he had a little bit of a run in that fourth quarter where he hit two or three pointers in a row, right? One of them was a play that was kept alive by Paul Reed. But, but, but he looked like he was going to make a little bit of a run. And we just didn't really get it kind of too little too late. You know what I mean? Stunk a lot of the game. Had a couple of spurts. Late in the fourth quarter, looked like he was maybe going to try to drag us to victory. Didn't work out that way. A little too little too late. Not a good game from James Harden. Tyrese Maxey, on the other hand, uh, started out the game hot. What do you have, eight points in the first quarter? He had eight points in the first couple of minutes, two threes and a, and a drive to the rim. Um, and we thought, you know, we were going to get a big-time game from Tyrese Maxey. And I think the Bulls adjusted defensively, uh, and the 76ers did not adjust offensively. At the end of the second quarter, into the third, the offense became very stagnant, uh, not a whole lot of movement, off ball from anybody. The same thing we see from this team all the time. Um, not a whole lot of screens being set. Not a whole lot of anything going on. The end of the second, into the third. I also think Glenn Rivers. <laughs> I also think Glenn Rivers. Uh, did some kind of weird staggering with James Harden and Tyrese Maxey where he held Tyrese Maxey uh, out of the game when James Harden was in the game, and then he would take James out of the game and put Maxey in the game. I understand what he was trying to do, have a ball handler on the floor at all times, have a have a, a floor general facilitator on the floor at all times. But at the same time, I think Tyrese Maxey plays the best basketball with James Harden on the floor. So there was just some interesting uh, lineup decisions in the second half that I didn't quite understand um, from Glenn Rivers also. Uh, Tyrese, a uh, little bit of a run in the fourth. When we, when we started to cut the lead down, he hit that three from the corner, um, but it just wasn't enough. Tobias Harris, you know, Tobias Harris was, was nine for 20, uh, two for seven from three. 22 points in a game, but what Tobias Harris doesn't do ended up killing us at the end when we started to make that run. Tobias Harris can't box out. He can't box out. He had 11 rebounds in this game. But when it mattered the most, when we needed a stop the most, Tobias Harris just stands under the rim, lets his man get an offensive rebound. It felt like twice uh, at the end of that fourth quarter. Um, well, Tobias was part of a run also. He hit a big three from the corner in the fourth quarter. He had like a six-point run in that fourth quarter. I can't slander him too much. I just can't stand when I see him get beat on the glass by not boxing out. Uh, that ended up killing us at the end also. But 22 points from Tobias, you know, I guess... It's Tobias at the end of the day. He's just a guy. He's not a superstar. He's being paid superstar money, but he's not a superstar. He's just a guy. Um, 
Yeah, he doesn't box out. Straight up. Montrez Harrell played 22 minutes um, at center. Was 8 for 12 from the floor. Uh, 17 points. But again, a team that that lacks rebounding and interior defense. Uh, Montrez Harrell only had four rebounds uh, in the game in 22 minutes. Um, Vucevic having 18 rebounds is, is part of the reason we got killed in this game. Zach Levine, on the other hand, goes on a a tear. I mean, the guy got hot in that third quarter. The Bulls had a 40-point third quarter. Zach Levine had... What did he have in the third, man? I'm going to look it up right here. In the third quarter, Zach Levine had 19 points. He was 6 for 9 from the floor. He was 5 for 6 from 3. And he just he just couldn't miss, but not 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 just the fact that he couldn't miss, not just the fact that he was on fire. Uh, we weren't defending him. He was on a roll, and I remember a specific possession where the Bulls brought him around a screen, and he was wide open. And you knew it was going in. I was like, "Oh, there's Levine wide open again." Boom, done. Um. 19 points in the third quarter. Finished the game with 41 points. 11 three-pointers. Here's another crazy stat for you. Patrick Williams had 16 points in the third quarter. Patrick Williams had 16 points in the third quarter. I'm willing to bet I don't even have to look this up to know this. Patrick Williams has never scored 16 points in a quarter. I can say that without Googling it whatsoever. Patrick Williams was 7 for 7 in the third. 2 for 2 from 3. 2 rebounds. 16 points. (laughs) What did Patrick Williams have overall, man? Overall, he was 7 for 11 for... 18 points. So he scored two points the rest of the game. That third quarter was unreal. You get uh, 19 from Levine and 16 from Patrick Williams. What's that? 35 points from two players in a quarter? Yeah. That killed us. Uh, DeMar DeRozan only had 12 points in the game. Four for 13. Uh, I guess we played great defense on him. Um, there was a couple mid-rangers that... that kind of were automatic for him, but you know, he didn't have a great game. But, you know, Zach Levine killed us. Uh Glenn Rivers playing PJ Tucker at center is unbelievable to me. Um Zach Levine having 41 points and 11 three pointers is crazy. Paul Reed getting put back in the put in the game once we're down 15 in the fourth quarter is insane. James Harden had a terrible game. Uh, what else can you say, man? What what else can you say? Where where you know, where's this team really going? Without Joel Embiid, this team is cooked. But isn't that any team really? You know, Lakers without LeBron, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies without Ja Morant. I know they actually went on a winning streak without Ja Morant, but 
uh, the Pelicans without Zion, uh, the Mavericks without Luka Doncic. Like, so, you know, I, I get it. Like, you're playing without your superstar. You're not going to go undefeated. You're going to have some some bad losses. Um, and if you if you go into the playoffs or you end up in a playoff series without Joel, like we have every single season, uh, you're not going to win. So it's kind of like, you know, in the NFL, when your quarterback goes down, you're done. You're not going to have a Nick Foles that's going to win the Super Bowl. You have a Gardner fucking Minshew that's not good and is going to lose. So at the end of the day, you're playing without Joel Embiid. It is what it is. Joel Embiid covers up a lot of this team's deficiencies. There's t- good teams win regardless. Do good teams win every game? I mean, come on. Good teams, good teams win without their superstar all the time? I, I don't think that's true. Joel Embiid covers up a lot of this team's deficiencies. And that's probably the case for a lot of NBA teams. I'm sure Luka Doncic covers up a lot of the Dallas Mavericks deficiencies. I'm sure Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown cover up a lot of the Boston Celtics problems, right? If they have problems. But Joel Embiid covers up a lot of this team's deficiencies. I mean a lot. There's so many games just in this season that we should have lost that Joel Embiid put on a Superman cape and drug us to victory in. There's so many games we got out-rebounded, gave up way too many points in the paint, gave up way too many transition points, did not deserve to win, and Joel Embiid put on a Superman cape and willed us to victory. 59 points, 15 rebounds, whatever, almost a 60-point quadruple double. Then he has a 53-point game. Then he's had so many 40 and 10 games, 35 and 15 games. Joel Embiid has been out outrageous this season. He was outrageous last season. But this team 100% needs that to have a chance against any team in the NBA. Every night. Every night, Joel Embiid has to drop 35 for this team to have a chance. So the fact that they even won a couple games without Joel is impressive. Uh, But this is one of those games where we had the rebounding deficiency, we had points in the paint deficiency, we had some transition defense issues, and if Joel Embiid was in this game, we probably beat the Chicago Bulls. Joel Embiid's not in the game, and Glenn Rivers' decision is to start six foot five, thirty-seven year old P.J. Tucker at center. So we'll see if we get the uh, uh, Joel Embiid back soon. Um, I don't know. If we don't get him back soon, I don't have faith in Glenn Rivers' decision-making. And we're going to continue to lose games. That's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with it. Uh, I guess we'll keep this one kind of short and sweet. You know what I mean? I didn't really promote a post-game live. Um, but we're going we're gonna to keep the post-game lives going. We're going to keep the post-game lives going after every Sixers game, so stay tuned. We're going to watch the games on playback.tv slash Philly every single Sixers game, so stay tuned. Uh, I'll go through the comments, read some of your guys' thoughts. Read some of your... What, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Joe Schmo, Embiid can't win a championship alone. Of course he can't. Nobody can. Nobody can win a championship alone. 
Michael Jordan was 0 for 9 before Scottie Pippen. The, the, the arguably the best player of all time couldn't win a championship alone. Um, you you need go, you need a good supporting cast. You you know, and and Harden's supposed to be that good number two for Joel Embiid. Harden's supposed to be that number two, that that second superstar that feeds off of Joel Embiid. Maxi supposed to hopefully be the number three. I think Maxi's coming back. You know, it, it, sitting out a month and a half with the fractured foot. Um. Obviously, it's going to take him, you know, a couple games to get back into the groove, get back into the rhythm, and get back to 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 what he does. Uh, so I think you know you get Joel Embiid back. Harden's not always going to have this bad of a of a shooting night. Uh, Tyrese Maxey continues to get back into the groove. I if I had to guess. The backup center position and the the rebounding issue is probably what's going to kill this team against good teams in the playoffs, and a lot of that is is Glenn Rivers' decision at the backup center minutes. Uh, but this team should be good. Realistically, this team should be good. They should be good. Cue the six man. My conspiracy is that Doc is in debt to the mob. That might be that might be the case. <laughs> might be the case, man. I can't get over the PJ Tucker at center thing, bro. It's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. And I really hope reporters in the post game press conference are asking him about it because it's crazy. It's crazy. PJ Tucker had three rebounds in twenty minutes. Paul Reed had two rebounds in seven, and immediately brought a spark as soon as he came into game. Immediately brought that spark that he brings, fighting for loose balls, diving on the floor, tipping balls. Pause, keep plays alive, all that. I can't figure out why Glenn Rivers hates Paul Reed. Still wondering why Doc took out Maxi as soon as he was getting hot. Uh, yeah. Tyrese Maxi in that third quarter started to get on a little bit of a run. Uh, and Doc took him out. I just, I don't, I, I know Glenn has a game plan. He seems to have a pre made you know, line up that he goes with before the game even starts. And he says, look, we're going to take Maxi out at this point in the third quarter and put Harden in, and then we're going to run Maxi to start the fourth and leave Harden on the bench, and then we're going to bring them both back in. So he has a, a strategy before the game ever happens, and he sticks to it no matter what's going on. So when a player like Maxi is hot, and it gets to that time when Glenn had him plan to come out of the game, pulls him out. You know, we need to get this guy out of here. No way Tucker should be a center. There's no way Tucker should be a center. Remember the beginning of the season when I was I was telling you guys, like, bro, remember this offseason when 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 Daryl signed PJ and Daniel House and we overhyped the hell out of it and we acted like Daryl Morey saved this team. And I said before this season started, let's not forget. How insane Glenn Rivers is. Let's not forget how insane Glenn Rivers is. We had an offseason. We forgot. 
couple of months, take a couple beach vacations, whatever you do, you kind of clear your mind of the Sixers and you and you and, and and Glenn Rivers is no longer in your mind. And you come into the season thinking, this is a new start. We got new players, sign this, this, and that. And you you kind of maybe forget. But I said before the season started, don't forget Glenn Rivers is a psychopath. The things that he did last year were crazy. The Ben Simmons stuff, the 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 refusing to play Paul Reed, then playing him in the playoffs, then him winning the job in, in, in Toronto and then not playing him again. There's so many things this guy has done. What? Why would we come into this season expecting anything different? He's always going to, con- to come back with a new crazy-ass idea. And this season, his idea, when we're down Joel Embiid, is to play 37-year-old six foot five PJ Tucker at center. So there you go. Glenn Rivers comes up with a new crazy-ass decision that I, I'm sure he's going to stand by. And I'm sure he's probably arguing with the media in these press conferences after the game all the time because of this PJ Tucker situation. Hey, that's all I got for you guys, man. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Thanks for joining me on playback.tv slash Philly, where we watch the games live. Um, thanks for coming into the post-game live show. I'll see you guys on the next one, man. I'm out. Go to future.co slash run it back to get a personal trainer 30 days for free. Quit testing me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Test me, test me, test me, test me, test me, test me.